All right, Manitoba, welcome back to another episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a wonderful day as always. Real fast, Manitoba, like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff that helps out the show. I really do appreciate it, especially sharing. It really does help. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook and YouTube at Manitoba Freethinker Podcast, Twitter, TikTok, Rumble, it's MB Freethinker. Um, you can send me an email if you want, mbfreethinker at gmail.com, or you can go to basically any podcast player and find um, if you want to listen to the audio only show. All right, Manitoba. I was really, really hoping to come on today and report something good. Um, pretty sure Manitoba is in desperate need for a win. Um, but honestly, like we have to live with the uh, elected officials that we, or with the people that we elected. But before I actually get into it, Manitoba, I want to show you right off the hop why I rail against CBC so much. This post says it perfectly. CBC hosts panel about Alberta without anybody who's actually from Alberta. So the host, uh, I can't remember her name, uh, Marie Barton, something like that. I don't know. She's from Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto, Toronto, Ottawa. And these people are talking about Alberta. What's best for Albertans. It's just a complete joke. It's just Trudeau's talking talking party. And uh, the other thing I want to show you real fast, Manitoba, is why we can't, like, why we give these people power or why we look to them to solve our issues. I showed you last show the video about this commotion about um, how the PC MLA Peterson, who is like 70 years old, tapped a chair and um, they're just blowing it out of proportion. And like I said, go watch the video. It's literally a tap on the chair. But she she tweets out, In the MB legislator chamber, a PC MLA violently struck at B. Smith's MB's chair in an attempt to silence her. In, like, Manitoba, we just, Winnipeg just broke 50 murders. Or, or yeah, we just hit 50 murders. And... The NDP calls a tap on the chair violence. It is unreal how they're just willing to outright lie to you. Um, the funny thing is, Wab Canoe, the leader of the NDP, has literally been charged with um, assault against a female. And he's been charged with drunk driving and assault against a police officer, I believe. But yet, the NDP members are silence, silent on that when it's violence against a woman. But they will point out, like I said, Manitoba, you have to go watch the video. Because it, it's a tap of the chair. And they're claiming it's violence. Like, it, it's unbelievable. Worse, worse than children. Excuse me one sec. But either way, Manitoba, so that's what I'm saying. Like, first of all, don't listen to CBC. That's why I rail against them. And the people that are in charge right now do not have our best interest at heart. They are perfectly willing to lie right to you, especially when there's a video of it. That's what blows me away. There's a video that we all can watch. 
yet they're so willing to say that. It's violence. Today, our workplace becomes less safe. Like, what a fucking joke. 50 murders in Winnipeg. Downtown is filled with addiction, violence, homelessness. And uh, she's calling out a tap of a chair. Like I said, Manitoba, it's just a joke. And these people are making like a hundred grand, by the way. But anyway, Manitoba, we did have somewhat of a good uh, fall. But uh, that apparently is over. From CBC. It's funny, I just railed against CBC. Now I'm going to talk about them. Frigid switch in weather pouring down on southern Manitoba. Grab your woolies, Manitoba, because the mild start to the winter season has come to an end. But don't lose hope. A milder trend will return, Canada's weather guru says. I mean, these guys are as right as often as politicians. So, quote, things are about to change, really change. And I think come Monday, you'll know where you live. End quote, says Environment Canada senior climatologist David Phillips. So basically buckle up, Manitoba, because come Monday. And honestly, I'm working outside, so I'm really going to feel it come Monday. We're going to see temperatures that are uh, are many degrees, maybe 15 to 20 degrees colder than you've had for this time of year. And that's still a month away from typically the coldest moments of the winter. It will feel more shocking to the system because most people haven't had time to adjust. Winnipeggers have been treated to to six consecutive months with temperatures warmer than normal, including November, Phillips told CBC Manitoba. You normally get about three days below minus 20 in November, and we've had none of those. You, we had less snow than normal, less participation than normal, he said. Oh, man, I'm not looking forward to this. So, I mean, you guys can all Google the uh, the latest forecast. And it's, I think Monday, the low is minus 26 and the high is minus 17. So that's what we're looking. So, yeah, like I said, Manitoba, it's it's coming. Winter's here. And you know what, like I said, I railed on this last episode, the, the messed up thing is already, um, our, especially in Winnipeg, they're worried about like our plowing situation. And, and I mean, how winter surprises these people, how the fact that we need to um, plow our streets every fucking six months, and how, how is it still a shock to these people? But yet they'll they'll get in front of the camera and they'll brag about the wins and about how they're, you know, helping Ukraine Ukrainians um transfer their lives over to Manitoba and it's just a it's a joke. But these this is Manitoba. This is the results of failed policies. Okay? New data says more Manitobans getting HIV with higher proportions of women and indigenous people. So, I mean, I, I know what you're thinking. How is that the, the politician's fault? It's because people are living on the streets. People are doing drugs. No help in sight. Um, the only time these people do get help is by the means of a police officer. And I am definitely for police officers. 
but not to deal with the shit that they're dealing with. I was reading an article last week, and it, it was demonstrating how, um, like, the police spend like, hours and hours just at the hospital waiting and waiting and waiting when they could be on out on the streets helping, solving crimes, stopping murderers, you know, instead of arresting protesters. But either way, um, like HIV is on the rise in Manitoba. Like, isn't that fucked up to even say? Manitoba has seen a sharp increase in HIV rates over the past four years, and the doctors who have been tracking the data say the situation is likely to get worse. The Manitoba HIV program unveiled its 2018-2021 report findings Thursday, World AIDS Day, and Indigenous Awareness Week, by highlighting the overrepresentation of indigenous people living with HIV and more women being diagnosed. Obviously, CBC's got to put a a race tilt and a gender tilt to everything they do, or else it's not newsworthy to them. The only time it's newsworthy if it's a white person is if they're committing a crime or doing something wrong. I mean, to me, personally, it's just bad that HIV is on the rise. I don't care the gender or the skin color of the person getting HIV. Quote, this is the best data we've put together. I think it tells us a lot about the population at risk. Manitoba HIV director, uh, program director, Dr. Ken Casper said during a medical media briefing Wednesday at Winnipeg's Nine Circles Community Health Center. The number of people newly diagnosed with HIV and living in the province increased from 111 in 2018 to 169 in 2021. An increase in 52%. Jesus. Casper and his team are still collecting data from 2022, but he expects those numbers to go way up. He estimates Manitoba will see more than 200 new diagnoses of HIV this year. So, like, these are the results of people not going to a doctor for three consecutive years. And people are still having issues going to the doctor. The rate of new HIV transmissions in 2020 was 4 per 100,000 people, according to Public Health Agency of Canada. Manitoba sits three times above the national average, coming at 12.2%. Oh, sorry, 12.2 per 100,000 people. Three times the national average. Like I said, Manitoba, this is on trend with last show. When I was talking about how we had the highest crime rate or the second highest crime rate, the fastest um, de- decline in our urban forest. What else was there? Uh, it was just like stat after stat of how Manitoba is the worst province in Canada. And it is directly because of the people that we elect. So, uh, yeah, this is not good. HIV is on the rise in Manitoba, three times the national average. And this is something, Manitoba, that we should all be aware of and used to. But it's, uh, it's that time of the year. From Global News, scammers targeting Manitoba more frequently and with more sophistication. So, Manitoba, we're just getting hit. Everywhere. We just can't get a win. The holiday season is prime time for scammers of various types, but according to Manitoba RCMP, 
Reports of fraudulent activity have been going up across the board in Manitoba over the past few years. Because nothing to nothing has anything to do with crime goes down in Manitoba. That's the trend here. We all know that scammers are going to come out in full force around Christmas time. But I, I just want to demonstrate that we just cannot get a win. Doesn't matter. So, yeah. So, I just want to highlight that. Pay attention, Manitoba. Scammers are on the rise. I don't know about you guys, but my phone, my cell phone will, will now say likely spam when, like, an unknown number calls or something. I don't know. But uh, I think that's kind of neat. More good news for Manitoba. Harvest Manitoba reports reflects growing food economic insecurity across the province. Manitobans continue to struggle with food insecurity, according to new report. Harvest Manitoba's second annual Harvest Voices survey, released Thursday, is a large-scale study about the use of food banks and how economic instability affects those who need them. Among the findings reports, the food bank usage in Winnipeg has doubled since 2019. And uh, when did the uh, uh, lockdown start? Like, is there a little bit of a correlation in there? In addition to the increase in food uh, bank clients, in addition to an increase in food bank clients with jobs, Harvest, a network of food banks and agencies that feed more than 90,000 Manitobans each month, says it's seen a whopping 40% increase in demand since this time last year. 40% increase. Jesus. That's what I'm trying to say in Manitoba. Like, these are the results of our elected officials. And what blows me away, and I admit I'm a, well, I mean, I used to think I was a conservative. I don't know what I am really anymore. Pallister fucking ruined that. We put so much fucking faith I guess into our elected officials and then we keep putting people like this um Klein is now like the PC candidate for Kirkfield Park by election like the guy that you're right was our city councilman and then quit that and ran for mayor and didn't get that so now he wants to be uh, an MLA like these people are only in it for them they have they do not care about you. And it's so funny to me that he's already making promises because he knows he doesn't have to keep them. It's so easy to just get in front of the camera and say shit that you're not held accountable to. Two candidates vying for the right to become the next representative of Winnipeg West Provincial Riding have laid out their respective health care plans. PC nominee Kevin Klein and Liberal nominee Rhonda Nickel both spoke Friday about the past and current state of Manitoba's healthcare system, especially as it relates to the Grace Hospital. Klein, a former city council for Charleswood Tuxedo Westwood, who ran for the mayor of Winnipeg in October civic election, lamented the former NDP's government government's handling of Winnipeg's emergency departments. In 2014, the Canadian Institute for Health Information identified the city as having four of the five slowest emergency rooms in Canada. 
I have to laugh. Like, it's always Manitoba at the very fucking bottom. And, and like I said, this is not a PC. I mean, I rail on the PCs because they're not improving the situation. But like I said, this has been going... I, I said this, like, for the past four or five shows. Our healthcare problem has been going on since the NDPs were in charge. I mean, I grew up as a kid hearing the term hallway medicine. Or, sorry... Yeah, what was it called? Where people were like literally being treated in the hallways. And uh, like I said, it's not a, a PC problem. So this is a decade old problem. It, it's kind of like, you know, um, the fact that it's a shocker to our politicians that we get snow every year. It seems like we have healthcare issues every fucking year. He says the BC government, which now he's a part of, I mean, he just joined. The guy's a flip-flopper. He'll join anything he can. He just wants a job. He says the BC, BC government, which came into power in 2016, has been working toward improving care at the Grace Hospital, pointing to over $77 million in investments to update diagnostic equipment. <clears throat> So point out all the money that the PC government is spending. Point out um, all the good stuff that they're doing. But what are the results? You know what I mean? Wait times. HIV on the rise. Nurses leaving. Doctors about to retire or leave. Mm. So, yeah. Okay, where was I? Klein also pointed to the premier uh, premier's announcement announced support for the new intensive care unit at the hospital, which is in Kirkfield Park Riding. Nicole, a research nurse for the clinical trials at Cancer Care Manitoba, who worked for 29 years as a nurse at Grace Hospital, says the current PC government needs to shoulder the blame for its handling of our health system. She says the reason she chose to run for public health was she had exhausted all of her options of advocating through the system. Quote, I've been working in a system where great people are doing their best to provide care with minimal support from this government, Nicole said in a news release. If elected, she intends to organize a town hall at the hospital and set up a hotline for frontline workers so they can reach her directly and in confidence. Klein would like to see more community paramedics, which he says will improve health services to all residents in Kirkfield Park and beyond. He said in talking to paramedics, he's heard we are having a lot of visits to hospitals because we're not utilizing our advanced care paramedics with the, with the community paramedic units that could be expanded upon. I mean, it, it just it grows tiresome listening to this guy promised shit. When he couldn't get anything done when he was like a city councilman. He's part of the problem, in my opinion. He was a councilman for the past, what, three, four years? And Manitoba, to top it all off, big, like, I mean, with 50 murders, record-breaking year in Winnipeg. Once again, I mean, year after year, we break our own record. Manitoba has the second highest homicide rate in Canada. 
Is this a shocker to anyone that um, we have a serial killer in Winnipeg? Three First Nations women, one identified woman, were victims of alleged serial killer, say Winnipeg police. Man accused of killing Rebecca Contoir, 24, also killed three others. Winnipeg police say a man accused of killing a 24-year-old First Nations woman and disposing her body in a dumpster in May has been charged with three more homicides. Jeremy Skabicki, 35, was charged Thursday with three more counts of first-degree murder after more victims were identified, police said at Thursday afternoon press conference. Skabicki was initially arrested on May 18th and charged with first-degree murder in connection with the death of Rebecca Contois. I'm butchering the name, I apologize, who was a member of the Ochichacosipi First Nation, also known as Crane River, located on the western shore of Lake Manitoba. Investigators now believe Skabiki was also responsible for the deaths of two other First Nations women and another woman who hasn't yet been identified between March and May 2022. Quote, it's always unsettling when there is any kind of serial killing, but these homicides are particularly unsettling because it does involve Indigenous women, he said at a Thursday news conference. Oh, Danny Smith. I, get, I, do, I just, for the life of me, Manitoba, please explain to me why race has to always be brought into everything. Does it really matter if the race of people this dude killed I mean, fuck, I don't get it. They even point out three out of the four were First Nations. Like, just say he killed four fucking people. Why is it more unsettling when it's indigenous women? I don't understand that. Is it more unsettling if it was, like, four immigrants that just immigrated to, immigrated to Manitoba? Or four homeless Manitobans? I mean, does it matter if it's four white Manitobans? Like, what the fuck is the matter? Police say Morgan Beatrice Harris, 39, was killed on or around May 1st, while Mercedes Myron, 26, was killed on or around May 4th. Both members, both were members of Long Plain First Nation in south-central Manitoba, but were living in Winnipeg. Skabiki is also charged with the homicide of a fourth woman, but her identity has has not been confirmed. Um, Inspector Sean Pike of the Major Crimes Division said she she is believed to have been an indigenous woman in her mid-20s. It's believed she was killed on or around March 15th. Police are asking for help identifying the victim who wore this reversible baby fat brand jacket with a fur hood. So you can take a look at the picture. The bodies of the three women haven't been recovered, but Smith says police have enough evidence to charge Kabiki in the killings. Pike added that DNA helped in their investigation, but wouldn't go into specifics. So I'll pull up this real fast, Manitoba. Um, so he's apparently going straight to trial. Alleged Winnipeg serial killer Jeremy Skubicki's case will go straight to trial without preliminary hearing. Skabiki will plead not guilty to four charges of first-degree murder. 
The case of a Winnipeg man accused of killing three First Nations women and a fourth unidentified woman will go directly to trial without a preliminary hearing. Skubicki, I'm losing my voice. Skubicki is facing four first-degree murder charges for the deaths of Mercedes Myron, Morgan Harris, Rebecca Contour, and an unidentified fourth woman who police believe is an indigenous woman in her 20s. He appeared on court on Friday, a day after police announced he has been charged in connection with the deaths of Myron Harris and the unidentified woman. So the Crown says it plans to proceed by direct indictment with a murder trial, which means there will be no preliminary hearing to the first to first consider whether there's enough evidence. And Skubicki remains in custody. So I mean Manitoba, like I mean they must have a lot of a lot of evidence, I hope, if they're not even gonna have a preliminary hearing. About a dozen friends and families of Contour sat in court Friday, several wearing t-shirts bearing the image of her face and the words justice for Rebecca. Skubicki appeared in a court in court in person with a shaved head gray goatee with his hands and feet shackled. He said nothing aside from confirming his name to the judge. I, I was reading a different article that apparently um, this dude um, was making, I mean, racist and hateful Facebook posts. I don't, I can't confirm it because according to CBC, everything is hateful and racist. So, but either way, we could all agree he's a piece of shit. And unfortunately, we don't have the death penalty in Canada. So, maybe the left shouldn't be so soft on crime and uh, we wouldn't be, you know, saddled with 50 murders. And, I mean, we still got a month to go, Manitoba. So, and again, I'll end the show off with this, Manitoba. Uh, It's that time of year. Manitoba RCMP and Winnipeg Police Team uh, team up against impaired driving. I'm pretty sure Operation Red Nose is in effect this year. I know it took a couple years off during COVID. But either way, Manitoba, don't drink and drive. You're going to fucking kill someone and ruin some families' lives. But either way, Manitoba, I don't know. I also, um, I don't know if you guys checked out the um, CP train i seen a couple of videos on Facebook. It looked pretty cool, but I'm working outside, so there was no part of me that wanted to go outside today and go film that for you guys. I'm sorry, but I'm sure you guys can find it on Facebook. But either way, Manitoba, I hope you're having a better Saturday than me because I'm just blown away at... Like I mean, I know that we have high crime and our healthcare system is a problem. But when when you when we rank our province against other provinces in Canada, we are consistently at the very bottom for every everything like economy, health, crime, and you know what? We're, we elect this like the, that's what really disappointed me when the civic election happened. We elected Gillingham, like a career politician. And uh, I have no faith that he's going to be able to do anything. So either way, Manitoba, thank you so much for tuning in. 
Like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. It really does help, believe it or not, especially sharing. Um, and, yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, okay, I'm just seeing if there was any comments. Well, either way, Manitoba, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love you guys, and I'll catch you in another one. Bye.